Merry Christmas and welcome to the Christ the King podcast. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church here in Spencer, Iowa, and we are a congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod coming to you on this what is now a very white Christmas Eve. And this evening we bring to you an order of Vespers, a service for the Nativity of our Lord on Christmas Eve. And we have a lot to get to. So let's go ahead and get to our first hymn, beginning the service of Vespers, the hymn, Angels from the Realms of Glory. my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. When all was still, and it was midnight, thou almighty word, O Lord, descended from the royal throne. Why do the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing? 
The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh, and the Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. When all was still, and it was midnight, Thou almighty word, O Lord, descended from the royal throne. We continue now with the hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Testament lesson for the eve of the nativity of our Lord is written in the ninth chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the second verse. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation, 
and increase the joy. They joy before thee, according to the joy in harvest, and as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden, and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise, and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen.
The epistle is written in the second chapter of the epistle to Titus, beginning at the eleventh verse. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. Alleluia! Let the heavens rejoice, and let the earth be glad before the Lord, for he hath made known his salvation. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the second chapter. It came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child.
And so it was that, while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace good will toward men.
And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe, lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured up all these things, and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. The Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, full of grace and truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, full of grace and truth.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. About 3,000 years ago, in yesteryears long gone, among the fields of Bethlehem was a shepherd boy keeping watch over his flock, feeding them, protecting them by killing lions and bears that tried to that tried to take them. To the shepherd, to this shepherd boy came a prophet, a messenger from the Lord who did not judge David by his appearance or his stature, but instead as the one whom the Lord had anointed in those fields of Bethlehem. So that David became the shepherd of Israel, feeding his flock with God's word and killing a giant and armies to protect them. About 1,000 years after David, 2,000 years ago from us, today in Bethlehem, the son of David is born. But the world does not recognize this son of David as royalty, nor did it back then. For there was no purple robe covering this babe, nor did he lay in a bed of gold. He was just a newborn, swathed in rough linen, lying in the manger of a stable, born to a poor common Jewish girl and her husband. Compared to the riches of Rome that they received through the taxes of the census, compared to the fame and power of Caesar and the grandeur of the empire. This little infant, clothed in humility, born into poverty, he made not even a blip on their radar. And indeed, as Mary recovered from childbirth, as Joseph beheld the baby whom he was chosen to protect as the child slept, and silence fell over the stable. None of it, none of that, was known to the world outside or noticed by the shepherds who watched over their flocks by night in the fields near them where David had once walked. For the shepherds, it was like any other night. That is, until suddenly an angel, a messenger from God in heaven, appeared right beside them. And as the glory of the Lord came and shone all around them, As the presence of the Lord appeared before them, they became sore afraid. Because, you see, no unclean sinner stands before the pure glory of God and lives. The shepherds knew this. But this night, this night something changed. The angel told them, fear not, because the glory of God has come to them in good tidings and great joy as the Savior, Christ the Lord, has been born to them in this city of David. Now one angel, that was shock enough. But when, the, when this angel finishes talking, before these shepherds appear a multitude of the heavenly host. It's in the Greek and Hebrew, it's a heavenly army. What the shepherds saw was not the image of precious moments angels floating to and fro with their wings in the air. Not at all. Rather, in these fields of David, they saw a vast angel army standing in ranks and formation, all of them at attention. 
As far as the shepherds could see in those fields, there stood this glorious angelic throng ready for battle. But rather than raise their fiery swords or rush into war, this heavenly battalion raised their voices in the battle cry of the hymn of the incarnation, praising God and singing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Glory to God in the highest, they sing. We ought not sit and wonder why an angelic army came to earth to sing before shepherds. It all makes sense, really, doesn't it? Because wherever one's commander or general, wherever one's king is, there his army is also. The legion of angelic warriors appear where their commander is so heaven can confirm to all of creation that its creator, their general, has now become a creature. That they appear to shepherds is no mistake, for their message to the Bethlehemite shepherds is clear, and it's this. In the fields where David, the shepherd boy, walked yesterday, is where today his son, the good shepherd, has been born. In the fields where David became king to shepherd Israel is today where his son is born to shepherd the people of God forever. Where yesterday God made David a promise to establish his throne forever. Today that promise is fulfilled as Yahweh himself comes in the flesh and heart of David to seek his sheep. Where yesterday Israel was waiting. Today comes the completion, the fulfillment of all things. And hear how the angels sing. They sing not of their own glory, of their own might, or of their numbers, as great as those all were. They sing not of the glory of us sinful men. Rather, their singing crushes our self-glory. Instead, they're singing only of he alone whom they expect every good thing and all heavenly wonder. That's the sole focus of their singing, the one who restores the glory of the Father on earth. They sing what this birth means to all of heaven. It means all glory to God in the highest, that all praise and adoration go to God alone. So they sing to the glory of God, the glory of the Father, made manifest in the flesh of this child, in the Word incarnate who lays in that manger. Because from this babe is where they expect every good thing for heaven and earth. So the angels sing and look to God alone. The angels sing also of what this birth means to all of those beneath all of heaven. When they say, and on earth, peace. Because where there is God's glory, in that place there is also his peace. So the incarnation is not only the enfleshment of the Father's love and glory, it is also the revelation, the manifestation of divine peace. It's no surprise, then, that this child of glory was born 
in the most peaceful moment in all of Rome's history. For that is what Christ's birth accomplishes. Divine, radical peace beyond our hopes and dreams. Peace like we can't imagine it. Especially in a year where no one has gotten by unscathed. And oh, how we have des- have we all desired peace amongst plagues and lockdowns as we bear in ourselves or loved ones the effects of a virus or cancer and death, where we live with family in conflict and hurt amidst a society in turmoil and hate, rioting and violence amongst, amongst all uncertainty, where the most peace we could hope for <laughs> is maybe a quiet day at home or a full night's sleep or even just gritting our teeth and trying not to tick off our family around the Christmas tree. To us right now, that sounds peaceful. It's the most peace that we can imagine. To hope or envision for anything more right now would seem to us like a cruel joke, a false hope. But tonight... We meet a peace which is no just, which is divine. Do you want to see and know a peace beyond your most eager hopes? Then look here upon the manger. Behold the word of God incarnate. Behold his flesh and blood at the breasts of Mary and soon at this altar. For when you set your eyes on this child... As you hold the bread and drink the cup, you are setting your eyes on God's peace. You are partaking, you are touching, eating, drinking, tasting a divine peace so radical we can't understand it. We couldn't hope for it unless God said he was giving it to us. For in this manger tonight, in this child, is where heaven and earth are joined in peace incarnate at his birth. Now, for those who reject this child and that reject the angelic message of him, that reject the gospel of his, all that's left for those who reject it is the strife of the world and the devil. But for God's people, for those who have received it, who have been given faith from above, for you and I who have been baptized and united to the flesh of this child, there is a peace that we cannot receive or experience anywhere else. On earth is peace, because on earth is the Son of God given to us and born to us from above, which the angels are singing about and telling us about. And finally, the angelic hymn ends with them singing goodwill toward men. In this Christ child is not only the glory of God, but it's the goodwill of the Father that he shows toward all mankind. For the glory of God does not stay in the manger. This glory of Israel instead comes to the manger so that he may go with our flesh into Jerusalem, humble and riding on a donkey. You see, this is why God gave his son here on earth. Though the Son of God, though he sat on a throne in heaven in all majesty, surrounded by angels that praised him, he came down to earth to be born of a poor virgin, to become poor for us. 
He who was high above us in heaven humiliated himself to come down to earth, born in all poverty. Just as David was anointed king, our Lord came down to be baptized with us, anointed with the Holy Spirit, to be told by the Father, You are my beloved Son. Today I have begotten you. Or he was anointed in the water, or he bound to himself all of our sin. Just as he was born in humility, so he rode into Jerusalem in all humility, where people shouted, Hosanna in the highest, echoing the angels, but still not recognizing the glory of God that was riding in. Where Christ, the glory of God in our flesh, went to the cross after they demanded he be crucified. Where the love of God became manifest in him as he was scourged and whipped where the glory of God was seen as he was pierced and hung on the cross, lifted up for all the world to see. The cross where he died, bearing the sins of the world, and was once again wrapped in linen cloths of humility and placed to rest from his mother's arms, to being placed in the depth of the earth, laid down in the manger of a virgin tomb. For you who look at the manger and the cross, do not judge as lowly the appearance or stature of the babe in the manger. Do not judge as lowly the appearance or stature of the Son of Man hanging on the cross. For you see, at the manger in our flesh, by his birth, our Lord in his incarnation accomplished peace on earth by being born into poverty. At the cross in our flesh by his death, our Lord in his incarnation accomplished peace in heaven by the atonement he made for the sins of the world, for my sins and yours. Just as heaven and earth was joined in peace at his birth, which we experience tonight, so are they joined in peace at his death on the cross, which is why he came. Because there, the Father's wrath was appeased. There, Jesus, who made himself poor for us, makes us rich in his righteousness, so that we may stand before the glory of the Father in his righteousness, just as the shepherds did, without any fear, but in total peace with him and with each other in the body of Christ, in the flesh of Christ. Do not judge as lowly the appearance of the body swathed in rough linen laid to rest in the virgin tomb. For just as the Lord caused life to appear in the lifeless womb of a virgin, so does he cause life to be raised again in the lifeless womb of the earth. Because having suffered and died for your sins, having gathered you, his flock, to his cross, having fed you and defeated the evil satanic giant and his demonic armies, all to free you, having accomplished all these things by his death, he rises again in our flesh. But this time, setting aside the swathed linen cloths of humility, and instead coming in the full glory of the Father, 
manifest in him. So that having been born in the glory of God according to his divinity, he was risen from the dead in the glory of God according to his humanity by his incarnation. So that he now reigns in glory at the right hand of the Father on the throne of David forever in our flesh. So then, this is God's good will toward you and all men. That you come to the manger in all humility, repentance, hope, and expectation. That you may hear the gospel through the angel choir and all the messengers of God that preach in this truth that you be baptized and united to the flesh of this infant lowly, that you be baptized into his death, baptized into his resurrection, that you remain under the rod and staff of the protection of this good shepherd all of your life, especially amidst a world full of strife, that you may partake of this very same flesh and blood born this night, that you may partake of it at this altar until this flesh and blood comes back in all his glory to take you with him into the new heavens and the new earth, which will always be in divine peace with him because he became incarnate. You not only join him in his humility, but you also join him in his glory by your baptism, being united to his flesh, which attained that glory and as he gives it to you. This is our hope. This is our hope, just as we have a foretaste of that divine peace here among us even now at this altar. This is our divine hope that we look at when we see the child in the manger. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. May we hear this angelic army sing this hymn of the Incarnation again when we see their faces on the last day to take us home to him. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. We pray the Ten Commandments. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We are bold to pray as our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, and greatly to be praised and glorified forever. Bless we the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We praise and magnify him forever. Blessed art thou, O Lord, in the firmament of heaven, and greatly to be praised and glorified and highly exalted forever. The Almighty and merciful Lord bless and preserve us. Amen. Vouchsafe, O Lord, this night to keep us without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. O God, who has made this most holy night to shine with the brightness of the true light, grant, we beseech you, that as we have made known on earth the mysteries of that light, we may also come to the fullness of his joys in heaven. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who is worthy to be held in reverence by all the children of men, we give you most humble and hearty thanks for the innumerable blessings, both temporal and spiritual, which, without any merit or worthiness on our part, you have bestowed on us. Lord, in your mercy, 
hear our prayer. We praise you especially that you have preserved unto us in their purity your saving word and the sacred sacraments of your house. And we beseech you, O Lord, to preserve and extend your kingdom of grace and to grant unto your holy church throughout the world purity of doctrine and faithful pastors who shall preach your word with power and help all who hear rightly to understand and truly believe it. Send forth laborers into your harvest and open the door of faith unto all who do not know you. In mercy, remember the enemies of your church and grant unto them repentance unto life. Be the protector and defender of your people in all time of tribulation and danger. And may we, in communion with your church and in brotherly unity with all our fellow Christians, fight the good fight of faith and in the end, Receive the salvation of our souls. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bestow your grace upon all nations of the earth. Especially do we entreat you to bless our land and all its inhabitants, and all who are in authority. Cause your glory to dwell among us, and let mercy and truth, righteousness and peace everywhere prevail. To this end, we commend to your care all our schools and pray you to make them nurseries of useful knowledge and Christian virtues, that they may bring forth the wholesome fruits of life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, Comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially this evening do we pray for all those that we name in our hearts at this time. Lord, in your mercy hear our prayer. Graciously defend us from all calamity by fire and water, from war and pestilence, from scarcity and famine, and from every other evil. Protect and prosper everyone in their rightful callings, and cause all useful arts to flourish among us. Be the God and Father of the widow and the fatherless children, the helper of the sick and the needy, and the comforter of the forsaken and distressed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Accept, we implore you, our bodies and souls, our hearts and minds, our talents and powers, together with the offerings we bring before you, which is our reasonable and humble service. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes, when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. As the bridegroom from his chamber cometh forth the Lord to run his race. O God, from whom all holy desires, 
all good counsels, and all just works do proceed. Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness. Through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ thy dear Son, that thou hast so graciously protected us this day, and we beseech thee to forgive us all our sins and the wrong which we have done, and by thy great mercy defend us from all the perils and dangers of this night. Into thy hands we commend, we commend our bodies and souls and all that is ours. Thy holy angel have charge concerning us that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.